Hey, Pete. Would you like to record an episode of our podcast, Wheels Up? James, I would love to record an episode of our podcast, Wheels Up. I want to talk about this season one, episode 11, Blood Hungry. Blood Hungry. Which I do not feel is a fitting name for this episode. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. No. I read this that and I was episode. like, I was like, I was like, oh, cannibal, blood hungry, cool. And then it was like, actually, kind of an episode about mental illness. <laughs> yeah, but then it was also kind of about religion. Yeah. And this episode was like the hokey pokey. They were sticking their left leg in and out of a lot of different things, and then sticking <laughs> it right back out. I don't. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that they did two episodes in a row with like a small town with a bunch of churches. Yeah, they really like got on a roll here of small town churches and they were like, we are not giving this up for nothing. (laughs) But we're also never going to directly address it. It's just going to kind of happen. That's very. It's kind of sad as somebody who grew up in a small town with a lot of churches to see this surface level reading of small towns with churches over and over and over again for 15 years of this show. Yeah. It's interesting. They never once interrogate the actually interesting part about small towns. They're just like, they're small towns, they're churches, and they're kind of racist and sexist. Period. End of sentence. No complexity. I know. We do get some of that like southern bloodline stuff in this, which I'm excited to talk about. But for the this episode has it all. It's got mental illness. It's got absent parents. It's got boys who can sing. It's got meth. It's got JJ inconsistently being in the episode. It's got L both bonding with the victim's family and then having the victim's family hate her. This episode does yeah. so much, and I don't know if anybody asked it to do so, you know? Nobody, nobody asked. I don't think anybody asked for this, and yet, and here yet. we are. Yeah. James, let's just get into it. Sure, because, okay. Because, wow. So it's Harringtonville, Tennessee. It's an idyllic small town. We've got the fields and the trees, and we hear a little boy singing a song beautiful give that kid a cd deal wonderful yeah he was actually very good i'm not gonna lie to you i was like surprised yeah okay and his shirt had umbrella print (laughs) i made a note i wrote down umbrella shirt because his shirt had an umbrella print on it and you know what iconic of him iconic of him you sing that hymn you sing my father's house, sweetie. You go. <laughs> yep. Um, a woman's playing the piano, and then the kid says that he's going to get paid $5 to sing, like, at a little concert, which is, like, very cute. And then... Yeah, that was super cute. He was like, yeah. I'm going to get $5. I'm like, hell yeah, Wally, you get those $5, baby. That makes you a professional. <laughs> very adorable. <laughs> Um, and then the woman's son, Charlie, walks um, the kid home. So 
they did another thing like we've seen them do a few times now of like the killer's point of view where it's like zoom in out fuzzy jumping around like clearly a psychotic person is looking like yeah, yeah, they. This is, I think, the first time they do it, but they pretty much keep this same suite of effects. Yeah. For the next time they do a psychotic episode. Yeah. And they they continue. They they do this constantly yes. over and over again. Yeah. Um. And then, like, you see the guy in the hood walking up to the house, and then it like the woman is playing the piano on her own. It like zooms in on her screaming <laughs> face which gotta love a criminal mind zoom yeah. and then your favorite part of the episode she just face plants on the piano it, it doesn't look like she's been pushed it doesn't like it's just one fluid movement of back forward period oh, so fucking good um yeah, I made a note here. So normally we have the BAU looking at a picture of the crime scene and then it goes through the photo to the crime scene. This time the photo, the, the crime scene zoomed out and it was on the TV of the BAU. Which was interesting. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're going backwards through the portal now. <laughs> like. <laughs> We're just moonwalking back through this portal, baby. Scooting on back. <laughs> yeah. So we get, so this is a joint JJ and Hotch presentation. Which was nice, which is interesting. They haven't done that before. Um, you've learned that like it's a town of 2000 people. It's been 64 years since the last homicide, but now we've had two in 48 hours. The first murder was an old man and the guy stole his shotgun. And then the second murder was the piano teacher we saw who was bludgeoned with the shotgun. And then um, a lot of other stuff was apparently stolen from her home as well. Yeah. Well, CDs and DVDs are stolen. And I there's a deleted scene that I have. I'll, I'll tell you when it happened. Ooh. Yeah, it's not exciting, which is why they cut it. I watched that and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I understand why you cut this yeah. now. Yeah. I was like, this was pointless. Yeah. <laughs> I get um, it, yeah. Gideon comes in on crutches. He was trying to get his bucket list done. So he's, he got a cast. He heard himself skydiving. Um, so he will be staying behind, unfortunately, for Garcia. He, yeah. I feel this whole episode, I feel so fucking bad for Garcia. It was like 50% we get to see some more Garcia and 50% God, Gideon's a douche. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think this is probably the. This sticks out to me as one of those moments where, like, if I saw a character doing this, I'd be like, "Oh, I hate this character now." Yeah, this is probably where my Gideon hate began. I'm not gonna lie to you. This is probably where it started. <laughs> it was just like he was dismissive. He was bossy he like didn't ask permission it like seemed like he didn't even ask permission to be in her office she was like we could do this in your office and he just like ignores her you know he it looks like he just like fucking showed up and she doesn't even do won't even use her computers he's like taping the photos over her computer screens there's no reason 
for him to be in her tiny, and this is her tiny office. This isn't her bigger and better season two office. This is her like <laughs> broom closet office. This is her shitty little broom closet. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so he's staying behind. Um, they're talking about the killer, disorganized, but like organized. It was like a disorganized kill, but organized enough to steal things. They call him psychotic again. Um, the blood rings might be a signature. And then uh, Hotch is like, well, you know, if they're psychotic, it's harder for them to hide. And JJ's like, so that's good. And Hotch is like, no, because the more disorganized they are, the more they'll kill. So it's like, he could be easier to catch, but there will be more death also. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we get the credits, opening credits. Um, that's, that was the beginning of it. And I'm not going to lie to you. If I had to rank the first five minutes, the the before credits scene of mm-hmm. every Criminal Minds episode, yeah. this would be pretty, actually, I'm not going to lie to you, pretty high up there because that's an interesting concept. It's sure. a, you know, like small town murder, psychotic killer, like he could be one of us kind of thing. And then you have the curveball of Gideon having to stay behind with Garcia. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, so this might turn out like an interesting sort of like odd couple, like weird roommates <laughs> in New York City kind of thing. I might yeah. be into this. And then the rest of the episode yeah. is not good. <laughs> yeah. It's not it was, good. It's a very tight pre-credit like scene. Like we, yeah. we see the house, they set up the boy singing, we get the brutal killing, we get that it's a very small town and this is out of place. We get the Gideon's gonna stay behind and that's gonna be funny. We get the time crunch. It is a very exactly. tight, so much info so fast. And then they um and then this is a very boring episode. And then they fumble real bad. Real bad they fumble. They do. They fumble real bad. Yeah. So this is where the deleted scene is now. Okay. It, it's just them talking on the plane. It's like the plane convo they do. Oh, really? Yeah. And JJ's there. Um, this is the last time we'll see JJ for a while. They, <laughs> she just is not in. Then she just disappears. She disappears for a while. And I literally was like, because of this plane scene being cut, I was like, oh, she didn't go with them because she's just not in the episode for so long. And then oh she, my God. yeah, she's and then like, she just shows she's up. Not at the crime scenes. They have the whole scene um, at the police station, talking to the guy on meth, like talking about where people could be. Like they asked the cop to look people up, all that. No, JJ. So I was like, oh, she must be at the BAU. But then we have all of these Penelope Gideon scenes. No JJ. So I was like, oh, I guess she's just like not in this episode except for the intro. And then she just shows up in another scene. And I was like, so she did go to 10? Like, like, could AJ Cook just like not shoot for a couple of days? But they were like, we do have to get these scenes at the police station done though. You know? They, they just like <laughs> just not there. And then She's there. Like, I was, like, looking. I was was like, oh, is she in, like, the background of the police station? Like, you know, I was like, she wasn't needed for the convos. But, like, usually they'll at least have her in the background, like, texting or on the phone. No, she is just not there. And then, like, reappears halfway through the episode. 
And I was just like, okay, Criminal Minds. <laughs> like, sure. Weird, but okay. Weird, but okay. Yeah. It was, I was just like, okay, I guess she was busy or something. <laughs> so the scene is just them on the plane. JJ's there. They talk about how the killer like ripped these people apart and also stole their CDs and DVDs only. Exclusively stole the CDs and DVDs. Weird. Yeah, exactly. So they were like, are there two killers? They bring up, is it another multiple personalities thing? What's happening? Weird. I can definitely yeah. see why they cut that. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, 45 seconds, maybe a minute of them just being like, he's dangerous. Maybe it's two killers. Maybe it's multiple personalities. JJ being like, why would he only steal the CDs and DVDs? And then everyone was like, yeah, that is weird. <laughs> like that was the scene. And I was like, yeah, good. <laughs> cut that. <laughs> Trim the fat. That's nothing. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That scene was nobody's baby, so no. they could cut that real easy. But it did tell us that JJ went with them, which we no longer got. Early Criminal Minds just like lets them teleport to places. It doesn't oh, show yeah. them getting out of the car. It doesn't show them on the plane. It doesn't say wheels up in 20 or anything like that. None. No, no, no. They just teleport everywhere. And honestly, I kind of dig it. <laughs> like, I like it. It's they didn't they didn't make wheels up part of their identity yet, so they were like, they just they they get there somehow. Who cares? They get there. Yeah, and I, I don't think they had fully like made the plane like a location yet. Like I think they were still seeing yeah. the plane as like the mode of transportation, but later the plane is like a thing. Yeah, like like. Big moments Period. happen on the plane. Yeah. You know, it is like a location just like the briefing room or the bullpen or Penelope's office, you know, the plane. But yeah. this season, I don't think they figured that out yet. They were like, we they don't didn't... need the plane scene. We know they're flying to Tennessee, you know? Yeah. I just, I love it. They're just like, fuck it. They're there. <laughs> you get it. You get it. Next scene. Yeah. yeah. So the next scene is the crime scene. Um, Some of the team goes to the crime scene. I think Reed and L go to the crime scene and Derek and then Hotch goes to the other crime scene. Nothing comes of it. He's just not there for the that sheriff scene. is like, are they here? And the deputy is like, most of them, one of them went to the other house. And then the next time we see Hodge, Derek's like, you find anything there? And he says, no. <laughs> and I was like, well I was like, oh, so Thomas Gibson wasn't available to film this scene. Yeah, so Thomas yeah. Gibson had something to do that morning, basically, yeah. is what I'm what I'm understanding. Ever since here. you pointed out the whole thing of like actors like needing to be other places and them just giving like excuses for like why they're not in the episode, yeah. I have been noticing that. Like yeah. they were they're just straight up like, oh no, he went to another place and then like I didn't find anything. I was like, oh, so you just couldn't be in that scene? Yeah, so you, like, just okay. had some, you had a birthday party to attend to that yeah. day, so it was just busy. Yeah, somewhere to be. Yeah, I'm sorry that I've like now. No, I mean that's the point of this. I've, I've done that to you, though. I am <laughs> sorry that I've done that to you and to our listeners that I've reminded you <laughs> that TV actors aren't just actors; they are also people who have to do you. other things sometimes. How <laughs> dare you make me think about things like scheduling conflicts? <laughs> And contract negotiations. <laughs> How dare you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, okay. They are like, it has to be two killers because there's the disorganized one who's doing the crazy and then there's the thief one. 
So they deduce that it's probably like a meth person. And they're like, okay, so one of them's like a thief and one of them's like psychotic, basically. And they're like, oh, they probably like knew the woman. And then they talk about Elle does this great logic where she's like, so smart. It's so smart. So smart, queen. So smart. And so she's like, okay, the kid was sitting right here on the music stand, at the music stand. But like when I look outside, there's trees. But if I was smaller, I'd see where this guy would have been crouching. So like the kid like would have seen him. Which like Elle is really, I think Elle, yeah. Elle kind of shines this episode, not gonna lie. She does. And Gideon she even did- like asks for her opinion on things, which is nice. I like this episode because we get it. We get the thing again that we get with Elle where like, She's very good with the victims of these crimes or with mm-hmm. people who were in very close approximation to this crime, especially if they're like women and children. She's like very good with that. Yeah, she's so sympathetic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I know it just falls into the this is our sympathetic woman trope, but sure. I love it because she hates men so goddamn much and also <laughs> is still manages to she be does. a very nice person, especially to this little this little guy Wally. Which Wally is the cutest name for a little guy. Yeah. I gotta say. Wally? Such a cute little name. Walter. Wally. This is cute. Yeah. So the boy's sitting on the swing. The mom is with him. She is suspiciously defensive. She is. Like, I felt her A-cab vibes, which I love. But she was really just like, he didn't see anything anything and then the kid is immediately like no yeah i like saw the man like i did see 100 saw him <laughs> i also think it it's a very like what's the word i'm looking for here like a very small town thing with like mm. the outsiders coming in you're just like no he didn't see a thing yeah we're not did gonna talk you, to wally you. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah well but he did he did um, see a thing though yeah, he was tall and he was skinny and his lip was bleeding. And when he the kid saw him, he put his fingers up to his lips like to do a shush. And Wally did the shush. And you know what? Shout out to Wally for shushing when somebody tells him to. You know? I guess. <laughs> I mean, bad in general, but <laughs> Yeah. So shout that- out to Wally for, for keeping his mouth shut. Yeah. Um so they think it's a meth user. A methamphetamine user, yeah. Yes, a methamphetamine because user. Because of the... Because I think mainly of the lip bleeding thing. Yeah, and because it's a small town with lots of people who use meth. Apparently, They, like, implied yeah. that in this town. Yeah, I'm like, okay. 2,000 people, you've got, like, pe- the upper rich people, like the um, unsub's mom, like the piano teacher and the little boy, and then you've got, like, the meth addict side of town, which is kind of how small towns tend America. to shake out yeah. yeah man yeah there's not a lot to do here no you know. um so then we cut to penelope's office okay she had i have to point this out a huge american flag bald eagle motivational poster on her wall that i couldn't read but i saw that and i was like garcia would never like <laughs> This is, it's just because she took over some broom closet for her office and that was just like, 
there. Nailed to the wall. She couldn't move yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it's because right now her backstory is that she like failed medical school and was like, well, if I can't be a doctor, I'll be an FBI agent. So. And then again, though, that backstory does change. <laughs> I said right now her back. That's her backstory. <laughs> Currently. Currently. Yeah. Um, I just like noticed that and I was like, why is this in the background of every fucking shot of this scene? Actually, um, hmm. did Gideon put that up? You know, you have to wonder. Gideon did is like, Gideon I'm using this up? office today. There has to be an American flag in here. Yeah, he seems like the type. He seems like the type. Oh, that's funny. That is funny. He's He would. He would. Don't lie to me. He would. Um, He's being obnoxious. He's taped up crime scene photos all over the screens. So no, she can't use her computer. And she walks in and he's like, it's too cold in here. And she's like, actually, it's kind of nice. But like, oh, no, he's like, can you make it colder? And she's like, it's already kind of chilly, but sure. And then he's like, get me coffee. No screens. Give me this. Give me that. And he's like asking her questions and like hands her a book. And it's like, get this out of here. Like all this stuff. And she's just like, oh, get you coffee. And just like leaves. And then here's the thing that I feel like is so emblematic of Garcia's character is she's like walking out of the room to get him a fucking coffee as he's being just the most obnoxious dick in the world in her in her office. And then he yells back like a like a thank you. And then she chirps back this delightful sounding you're welcome. And there's I'm like, okay, you worked in customer service before you've had a shitty job. Yeah. And I love you. You know, like, you know Garcia has done welcome. Garcia has done the like tech helpline call oh, center, yeah. like Yeah. And so yeah. like, I don't know, I just really loved that little thing, which I feel like was definitely just like Kirsten saying something sort of like offhand as yeah. she was leaving. But also Garcia, my love. Garcia, my, my, love. my true love, Garcia. Garcia, my love, thank you for being a delightful presence in this episode that so desperately needs one. I know, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's being just terrible. And then they find, they're like looking for like the meth addicts and they're talking about how like there's two options, Domino and Cole. Um, and Domino lives between the crime scenes and like his record is a bunch of like robberies like arrested for meth all the time (laughs) they go to his house he is in his backyard in his underwear y'all he just starts fucking running and i'm like sir you are in your underwear running from this FBI agent in a windbreaker. You really think you're going to win this one, Domino? You really think you're going to come out on top here, bud? He immediately starts scampering around, trying to run away, and Derek is like, wait! I'm the (laughs) FBI! Just, like, stop! Domino, stop! And Domino's full panicking. (laughs) And, like, I get it. They're just playing into, like, meth. Meth addict thing. Sure. (sighs) Sure. Period. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, they arrest him. They take him back to the precinct. And he is like, I'm so sorry. Like, I was just looking at her car. Like, I wasn't doing anything. And then they're like, okay, but your boot prints were like in her house. And also like, you had her blood on your shoes. 
So he's like, fine, like, you're right. I came back later. I like saw a man running out of there. And like, I saw that she was like already dead. So I just like stole from her. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like over and over again. And they're like, okay, well, it's not him. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, if he was psychotic enough to kill her, he wouldn't be lucid enough to describe it how he did. You know? And yeah. And they were also just like, he can barely like Domino can barely like say her her name or say what happened to her. He didn't do this then. Like he was like super horrified, but like the drugs, the need for drugs made him steal from her yeah poor dumb yeah there's a drug epidemic in america guys hey guys did you know that there's an opioid epidemic yeah america is in crisis guys (laughs) small communities are suffering all right he does describe and say the man has a black hood so they're gonna go ask people if anyone saw a guy in a black hood which I hate to break it to you. There's not a lot of clothing options in small town America. A lot of people walk around in just like plain hoodies. Also, all like the I time. wore a black hoodie today, so like, okay. yeah, like, yeah, black know. hoodies are among probably I would say the most common clothing items. <laughs> like, yeah. So they're like, it's not Domino, and the sheriff is like, okay, well, I'm gonna go take him to detox and then arrest him. Um, At least he's taking him to detox first, you know? I guess. <laughs> like, oh, the way that he was just like, okay, well, I'm going to take this motherfucker to detox so he's lucid, and then I'm going to arrest and him. And then I'm going to arrest him. <laughs> yeah. For what? I don't know. He'll find something, I guess. Well, he robbed the house. Oh, right. Robbery, yeah. <laughs> he did I do forgot. a crime. He did do a crime, and I did kind of forget that he did do the crime. Also, like, I'm being. sure they found a bunch of meth shit in his house. Like, you know his house was a meth lab. <laughs> like Oh, yeah. yeah. The way he came out of there in his tidy whiteies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cut back to Gideon. Gideon is eating Chinese food in her office. And Garcia is like, sir, I know this office might not look like much, but it is mine. Please don't eat in here. And she's straight up like, she stands up for herself to Gideon. She's like, this is my office. I live here. Yes! She's like, you know some people do work in this office, right? Like, some people are here day in, day out, while you're in your fancy office with windows. Windows. I'm in this one. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I love that she stands up for herself, and then it immediately gets pushed aside. (laughs) For Gideon's moment of genius, or what the fuck ever. Yeah, so his Chinese food is leaving rings of sauce on the fucking, like, map. And he, like, puts it back down, and she's like, why are you doing that again? (laughs) Um, But he figures out, he says, oh, it's, he says, oh, it's anthropophagy. And she, he's like, you don't want to know what that is. And she's like, I'm a big girl, I can take it. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. No. Yeah, it is, it is cannibalism. It's definitely cannibalism, and he's putting blood in little, like, fucking Tupperware containers, I guess. Like, takeout containers. Yeah. Taking blood and organs, yeah. Which is gross. Which is kind of disgusting, but also, like, we do reuse, recycle. I mean... (laughs) A green king. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 
Um, they give the profile. He lives in town. He's someone they know. You could have gone to school with him. He could be your neighbor. Anyone. Which is so... (sighs) (laughs) Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Yeah. I just... Yeah. Yeah. So then they're like, we're going to go to Paul Thompson's funeral because he'll probably be there. Uh, my next note is JJ absent until right now because <laughs> she and shows up like at the funeral. Good, yeah, this is like a good what halfway into the episode about. Yeah, we're a solid that she's just halfway. absent from again. <laughs> yep, and then she's just like, "Here, we got the case files." <laughs> she's like, "Okay." Um, there's a few options. They listen to these. Listen to this name. Pharaoh Belvedere. That's one of the possible unsubs. He took LSD, went to the grocery store, and destroyed the cheese counter. Then there's Mark <laughs> which Ward. Which is hilarious. Which is so funny. <laughs> which is conceptually yeah. so funny. And the way JJ says it, she's like, yeah, he took LSD and went to the store and destroyed the cheese counter. And then she like, makes that face like, me too, bud. Like, <laughs> So funny. Um, and then there's Mark Ward, who lives with his parents. He's done five larcenies. And then there's Ollie Maynor, who's bipolar, violent, and bit the head off of chickens as a kid. Which, wow, that's a lot of info to really throw at us so quickly. I know. And so offhand. Yeah. Also, I made a note. So Hotch says, oh, like a circus geek. And I was like, Huh? So I looked it up and geek shows used to happen at circuses before the freak show. So, you know, the freak show was like the people who were like the strong man, the bearded lady, like all that kind of stuff. But before uh-huh. that, there were geek shows, which were basically they'd release chickens into a ring and these like alcoholics and drug addicts would have to run around and chase them and capture them and bite their heads off. And they were paid with drugs and alcohol. And that was the like pre freak show, geek show. What? Yeah, it's a real part of American history. The greatest showman, am I right? What the fuck? No, circuses are super fucked up. Like, people are like, ooh, animal abuse, which, like, yes, obviously. But, like, no. Circuses used to be wild. It's like, Victorian era people go to a circus and are like, I'm going to watch someone fucking bite the head off a chicken. <laughs> like, that's just like, you see a tra- you see a trapeze person, you see the tightrope walker, the tigers, the strong people, and then you see someone bite a fucking head off a chicken and then here comes the bearded lady. Like, that's, don't believe the greatest showman. It's not right. Circuses were terrible nightmare places. And Hotch was like, I know this. I now headcanon that Hotch is really into circuses. <laughs> He's like a person who like likes circus history. Because how else would you fuck? know this? What the fuck? Yeah. So, <laughs> you find out. That Ali Maynard used to be a um, football player. 
and the rich lady, oh, this woman, her short hair, her fur coat, the fucking like fishnet face covering. What a southern lady. Um, what a southern, what a southern gentle lady. She's like, well, I do declare, I did see him come home three days ago. And, I, you know, I saw his brother taking him into the house. I don't think they wanted to be seen. Um, Which, like, if you just got out of, like, an institution yes. and you just wanted to come home and just, like, hang the fuck out for a bit and, like, chill. Yes. I don't blame them for not wanting to be seen as he's coming in, especially by this motherfucker, this judgmental lady. Yes. Do we get her name at this point? Or why is she here? We don't get her name. We don't know who she is. She's just like one of those small town rich people, I guess. Who just like hangs out at the police station, They're I guess. They're at a funeral. At the funeral. She went to the funeral of Paul Thompson. That's where we are. Don't See, worry, it is the, not well established. All the indoor sets in this episode yeah. look kind of the same this is an outdoor scene so i got scene. confused this is an outdoor scene i be am bad at this yeah this podcast. is why i take five pages of notes you make fun of me and then i can say shit like this because i've written it down <laughs> <laughs> anyway so they're, they're at paul thompson's funeral an outdoor funeral she's there I his funeral was in a church i don't know who, nope, they, they, they don't were know lowering his grave into the ground that's an outside thing next point <laughs> okay so they're gonna go talk to ollie Maynor. and then it cuts to like a guy who's like a who's either like a butcher or like he's at a restaurant and he's like cutting something apart with a cleaver um and then like ollie's in the back in the freezer with a crowbar wearing a black hood so it's very suspicious and they have to like talk him into putting the crowbar down and basically you just find out that like he had this he has bipolar disorder and he had a break you know, and he plans to, like, be institutionalized again. He's like, I'm going to go live with people who can take care of me. I'm taking my meds. Like, here's my hair. Like, I didn't do anything to anybody. Um, yeah. He's, and like, I, the most sympathetic mentally ill person we get ever on the exactly. show. Yeah. Exactly. And then they go on and they villainize mental illness for the rest of the show. The but this guy's just show. like you know, I'm like, I'm going to go live in like a group home. I'm going to like, I've been taking my meds. You can yeah. test me. You can check the fucking prescription. Like, mm-hmm. he's just like, I just kind of want to get out of this fucking town. Yes. And I'm just like, yeah, you go, man. I'm proud of you, bud. Yes. I'm proud of you, buddy. Oh my God. So. So. Cut to Wally singing for his grandmother. She's like crying. He's singing and she's crying at how good he sings. And you know what? He deserves it. <laughs> you deserve that kind of praise, Wally. Oh gosh. She's like singing again and he's like, I want to watch TV. And she's like, one day you're going to be on TV. <laughs> but then like the oven dings and she's like, okay, let me go get the cookies. Like, <laughs> such a grandma. A very like. Yeah. obvious southern grandmother like yes. one day you're gonna be on the big screen honey i believe in you exactly and it's funny um and then she does get murdered she does unfortunately get murdered. yeah and the boy does get taken the boy does get yoinked he gets yoinked 
um mom oh when they like are all at the house afterwards the mom is like screaming at l like he never should have talked to you you did this blah 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 um but everyone else is like maybe he was after the boy the whole time (laughs) which is objectively for that mother much more terrifying to hear yes yes (laughs) like Um, yeah way more terrifying yeah, and then Hotch is like, Elle, go t- persuade the mom to talk to us. And I was like, no, she's not gonna talk to me. And Hotch just goes, persuade her. And I was like, okay. And just like walks away. She's like, I don't know what you want from me. And then like, they don't ever do anything with that, right? No, we don't see the scene. Nothing happens. It just disappears. Yeah. And you know what? Valid. Valid, I guess. Um. So. You find out the woman's throat was cut so she couldn't scream. And then he cut her ribcage open with a pair of bolt cutters. And Hotch is just like, with these. And like holds up this bloody pair of bolt cutters and then like sets them aside. It's like super obviously like for the camera, sets them aside. And he took her heart. And then Gideon runs into Penelope's office and is like, he took the heart? Did he take the heart? He's like, there's something I read. And um, he makes the connection that like he laid her out like an angel and that he's taking like the organs that hold the soul. And they realize the guy's like driven by religion and that the kid is like a messiah figure. Or yeah, like an angel messiah figure. So. I remember how he's been singing a hymn about how this is my father's house this whole this whole uh yeah this whole episode he's Jesus. Hey guys, remember? Hey guys. Hey guys, remember that? Did did you get it yet? Hey guys, did you get it? Yeah. So then we cut to the woman who was killed, her husband and kid in the car. And the guy goes inside just for like a second and he finds this like container inside the house and it's like full of blood. So they, okay, Hotch, (laughs) Hotch and Reed come. Hotch holds up the container and like opens it and is like, yeah, that's a human stomach. Can he, can he like identify it? Like a human stomach in a bowl of blood? He's like, yeah, that's a stomach. Like, I don't, Here's the thing. I want to do like a goof on like how I couldn't identify a human stomach, but I also don't want to Google it and find out if I can identify a human stomach by sight alone. You know, like I, I don't want to do that to my search history. So I'm just going to take Aaron Hotchner's word on it. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I was just like, wow, he must see a lot of human stomachs. But also like when it's outside of the context of the human body, I feel like it's just a little flesh sack, right? Yeah, like, it's how would you know a it's little... a stomach? Like, livers look like livers. We eat those. We know what those look like. But everything else is just kind of like an organ. Yeah, it's just like some vaguely, like, and vaguely it's... shaped flesh sack that does things for and you. It's in, and it's nighttime, and it's in a pool of dark liquid. I just, okay, Aaron Hotchner. 
I'm like I said, I'm 100% going to take Aaron Hotchner's word on it because I don't want to Google what a human stomach looks like <laughs> outside of the human it. body. We don't see it either. He just opens it, looks in the thing, and is like, yeah, that's a human stomach. Um, they assume it's Annie's. Um, none of the neighbors saw him come. It was like between patrols. So Reed says, like, well, sometimes killers like bring things to the gravesite out of, um, like to manipulate the scene after death, or it could be like remorse. And then they were like, if you're coming out of a psychotic episode and you're feeling bad about killing someone, where do you go? I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be like the grave of the person, but apparently it's church. It's church. It's church. So everything comes back to Christian guilt in this, in this fucking show. Everything comes back to it. Everything all the time. No other religions, only Christian guilt. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so they're like, how many, they ask the guy, like, how many churches are around? And he's like, this is the Bible Bell. We've got, they've got 15 churches in town. Now I'm thinking 15 different denominations or like, is it, you know, there's like seven and then there's like seven for the rich people, seven for the poor people. Like, I don't think I could name seven Christian denominations, right? You've got Catholic. And then you've probably got a Latin mass Catholic, Episcopalian, Protestantism, Unitarian, Southern Baptist, um, Methodist. Did you already name Lutheran? Because that is Lutheran. That's eight. Seven more. I got nothing. I'm not going to lie to you. I got fucking nothing, dude. I mean, we could do like Anabaptist. We could do a Mormon church. um, Seventh-day Adventist. Jehovah's Witness. Is he just kind of like simplifying and calling other denominations places of worship like churches as well? Is he like calling a synagogue a church? Like... Is he just kind of like oversimplifying? How do they have 15 fucking churches in this small I just town? Named, I've just named 11 sects. I mean, yeah, but like this town, they specifically said it has like a population. It was like a population of like five. People. I think it was 5,000 actually. You do? I think On the it was subtitles, two. it was 5,000, I believe. Oh. I'll check. But like how many? I mean, even if it's 5,000, like that, that, like if everybody goes to church, that's still like divisive and that's still let me see here i'm just gonna see if it's five thousand um but that's just so yeah yeah i could only name 11 i'm sure there are more and you went to a catholic college so for my masters that doesn't count for your masters but but yeah, let's see, 5,000 divided by 15, that's 333 people per church. Obsessed with how you just did that quick math in your head. I use the calculator app on my computer. Okay, thank you. I'm not a math <laughs> I was game. like, are you fucking kidding me? Insane. God, can you imagine? <laughs> I could not imagine. That's why I was like, holy shit, James. <laughs> okay, anyway. Anyway, 15 churches. So they 
bring in off-duty people. They're like going to put people at every single church. There are only 15 churches. And and I guess it's a small police force, but that's only, you only need 30 people. But he's like, bring in off-duty, call from other towns, get someone on all of them. And then, of course, it just so happens that the church Morgan and Elle are at is the one the guy goes to. <laughs> you know. You know how it is. Just by chance. Yeah, and so he's like staring up at the angel statue and you like know it's him because they're doing that weird camera zoomy thing again. Uh-huh. They're doing their one, <laughs> their they're... fucking Adobe effects folder labeled psychotic break. <laughs> psychotic break POV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Wow, no, you really just got me thinking, we only meet two cops this episode. It's yeah. the deputy and the... Sheriff. Sheriff. There's yeah. one other guy who's in the jail, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> so for a town of 5,000 people, you have three police officers? Yeah. No wonder they needed to bring in, like, off-duty from other towns to cover 15 buildings. Well, Part of it, I think, is that they say there, like, hasn't been a murder in, like, 64 years. That's also fair. But, like, it's still, there's a lot of people doing meth. So there's probably a lot of, like, robberies and, like, violent assaults. Like, maybe not murder, but, like, There's other shit going on, dudes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, Elle makes a joke about Mayberry. Which is the town where the Andy Griffith show takes place. Oh, I didn't realize that that was that reference. Nice. Yeah, no problem. I looked it up. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I love that this episode of Wheels Up, the podcast, is just me going, oh, I didn't know that. And you going, here's a horrifying fact about circuses (laughs) or a fun fact about old sitcom TV. Yeah. Thank you. We've said, we keep saying, um... Like, I don't know what that means. And I was like, we got to know what it means. (laughs) So I started looking it up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If we're going to do it right, we might as well do it right. There's like distorted church music. And the guy's name is Eddie Mays. And he's 21. And everyone is like, he's a nice kid. I would never have seen it coming exactly what they said about the profile blah 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 it's like clearly <laughs> the skin he like had a container of like organ with him you know don't you just walk around uh <laughs> with a container of organs sometimes oh yeah you know i i buckle it in with the seat belts and none of it spills <laughs> casual you know. casual 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 casually casual um he has Oh, they, like, make a point of saying that psychotic illnesses are typically less violent, but when they do get violent, it's, like, way worse. Which... Which, like, okay, thanks for that, but also... Not how that works, but okay, criminal minds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but the guy is having, like, such a break that they can't process him, they can't, like, read his rights. So... The sheriff is like, oh, the you know, he's part of the oldest family, like, in Tennessee, yada, yada, yada. I didn't even know he was in town. So they call his mother. They realize they've already met his mother. And she was the lady in the fur coat at the funeral. And she shows back up in her very same fur coat. 
This is her personality trait, by the way. Rich yeah. white woman in a fur coat. Yeah. That's her whole personality here. Yeah. And she lies. She says she doesn't know that he's back. She says, like, you know, I got help for him, yada, yada. And she has to sign the form to give him medication because he can't um, comply. He's not in a... Himself. Yeah, exactly. He's not in a place to understand what's happening, so he can't consent. So the mom does sign it. Um, and then, and then it cuts to like Hutch in like some office, like video calling with Garcia. Um, <laughs> and it was just like adorable. Like they had so many cute jokes. Basically, like Garcia says, like his mom was really overprotective. She called him three times a day when he went to college. She like drove to Boston to break up with his girlfriend because she didn't like the girlfriend. Um. And that, like, his whole, like, rebellion was because of that. And she said it was, it was, it's like an 80s, like, club scene. And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, he took meth and rock cocaine. And gosh, goes, that is like the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love that they have Hotch say these things with absolute sincerity. Like, he had the geek show thing earlier. And now he's like, that is like the 80s. Like, he's funny in this episode. This episode is funny, cute Aaron Hotchner. Yeah, smiley Aaron Hotchner, floppy-haired boy. Um, And we find out the guy was a comparative religion major. Which they don't bring up at all, like, why that's anything. Like why they just relevant at all besides... Gideon's weird thing about souls earlier. Right. So we like learn like, oh, okay, he was a comparative religion major. That must be why he's um being all religious. But they don't talk at all about like why he's a comparative religion major. Like in compulsion, we learn like the girl um is killing people like in religious ways because she like survived a fire. And then her mom said like, God saved us. Like there was a reason she was religiously delusional. But then in this episode, they're just like, yeah, he was a comparative religion major. <laughs> it's like, and they don't examine that no. at all. And I was just like, okay, like, yeah, I guess that's the reason for this to be religious. He studied religion a little. I guess we've mentioned all these fucking churches. So I guess we got to mention it again. Yeah, it was just really interesting. Um, And he got out of the institution a week ago. So then Elle and Derek go to the mom's house. And Elle is like, she's clearly OCD. This house looks like something out of like a a home magazine. And I was like, that's not what OCD means. That's not what OCD is. No. But they're doing it. Using it in the, like, colloquial, like, she's very neat, so. Oh, I'm so clean and neat, yeah. Yeah. Which is absolutely not what OCD is. No, and they would know that. Just want to remind folks of that. Yeah, and they would know that. The show just decided that that was something I would say, I guess. I guess. I guess. (laughs) I guess. Yeah, so they smell bleach. And they find out the fridge was completely cleaned out. And we know it's the like the cannibal fridge because we saw it earlier in the episode. Um, so they open it; it's empty, recently being cleaned. And then, okay, the fridge is like pulled out from the wall, 
So they like push it back and then there's like a big ring of blood from where someone had like put a container on their floor and they're like, she missed a spot. But like, if she's going through all this trouble, wouldn't she like check? I don't, it was just like very convenient. You would think. It was just you would incredibly think. convenient that she just like fucked up so hard. Well, maybe she was fucking busy getting called to the police station, you know? Uh, maybe. I think that's kind of how they play it. I don't know, dude. This show's a fucking mess. Let's continue. <laughs> okay. Just gotta get through this episode. We just gotta get through this episode because, like, there's some fun stuff I want to say about it later because they do kind of fucking go in on this lady later, but yeah. I can't say that yet. So, yeah. <laughs> next bullet point. Some of our episodes are, like, two hours long and some are like this, which is like, we just gotta fucking get through it. Okay, I guess we just gotta fucking kind of go. Yeah, so... They give the medicine to Eddie. It's going to take 15 minutes. The doctor is like, I'm giving this to him because he needs to be hospitalized, not for you to interrogate him. And Hatch and Rita are like, yeah, we've got to talk to him because there's a boy missing. Um, He like recognizes- like, she's so, she's so confrontational with them for like no good reason. No, but it is a good reason. She's it like, is a good reason, but also she just looks like she hates their fucking guts. Yeah, all cops are I'm like, I kind of love that for you. Um. yeah she's like he needs to be protected he's mentally ill and they're like oh no it's crime solving time sorry <laughs> no we don't care about his mental illness right now but we will in about five more minutes so yeah. so they got to talk to him he knows he's in jail he knows he like went to college and then he knew the Brisbane's which the piano teacher was Annie Brisbane so he like knows the family he's like they're very nice he says he didn't take the boy and then he like kind of knows he killed three people. So Hotz goes back to the office where the mom is being held and is like, you knew he was in town. You knew what was happening. And then the mom is like, no, like I didn't know until he told me like he brought me an angel. Which like... So his- when they when they talk to him in the in the prison cell, he sort of does continue to be religious. Like now you can kind of see why they talked about his comparative religion. Is like he has a very sort of like religion based delusion, I guess is what they're kind of trying to lead us to. Mm-hmm. And then when they talk to her later, she's like, Oh yeah, he said he was gonna bring me an angel and you're like, Okay, so he's gonna bring you Wally, but is Wally alive or dead? Right. <laughs> the real question here, ma'am. And it's also like, yeah, yeah. So we'll get to that. So when they hear a cry from the cell, he's like hung himself at the window and the mom is like panicking and like JJ has to like hold her back, um, which is the which first- Which JJ's back here. <laughs> yeah, I know. JJ's here again, by the way. Yeah, they like had her talking to the mom earlier, but JJ is just like, and you didn't get him help or- <laughs> They're all very judgmental for the way that she has kind of tried to sweep her son's mental health issues under the rug, yes. as they should be. Yes. But then they also kind of sweep his mental health issues under the rug. Yes. And I'm like, hold on a fucking second here, gang. Gang. <laughs> gang, yeah. hold on just a fucking second. Yeah. So JJ holds the mother back, which is the first sign that she's very strong, which will continue. <laughs> Um, I was like, yes, JJ, hold her back. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so they get him down. 
And then they confront the mom because the mom like didn't tell them he was institutionalized, didn't tell them that like he'd had these problems in college, just all this stuff. And they confront her about the blood on the ground. Um, and she's like, I was pruning my roses. And he was like, in winter. And she says, yes, when do you prune yours? Which I was like, get him. <laughs> but also. Fucking roast him. But also, <laughs> but also. Your roses are currently dead, honey. Yes. yes. <laughs> it is winter in Tennessee. She's like, what the fuck do you know about roses? <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. Which I do I love. love that she is the biggest bitch. Oh, the biggest bitch. I mean, I hate her. But also, I do love seeing Hotch get roasted. So then Derek comes in and is like, wait, you drives a Cadillac, right? And they're all like, yeah. And he says that the Cadillacs have GPS. So they go and they look at the GPS, which... Don't Later- they need a warrant for that? Yes, they need a warrant or for, like, the car manufacturer to agree and, like, hand it over willingly. Right. And later, they make this into, like, a capital T thing. For later cases that involve car location data, they make it into, like, a thing with a capital T. This one, though, they don't care. So they're just like, anyway, here it is. They, like, don't need it for drama. So they just, like, look. Um, and then it shows. I guess, like she's or been... I guess we can kind of assume that the judge in town would be wanting to, would be willing to give them a warrant pretty much immediately. Yeah, which I guess is also the assumption they're working off of here. Who yeah, knows? I mean, I anyway, so. Kevin Minds, do you want me to think about your show or don't you? Do you want me to think deeply about this or not? Do you want me to think about the terrible things you're doing to privacy? No. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> JJ probably just said it's the Patriot Act. It's the Patriot Act. It lets us do this because she's a terrorist or whatever. This is an act of domestic terrorism. So like we can do it. Fuck you. Um, I'm sorry, JJ, but fuck you though. Um, Cops are bad. Anyway, they look at her GPS. She's been going to the same place a bunch. And they're like, let's take her there. So they... um, Oh, and then Derek is talking about the GPSs, and he said these things could cause more divorces than internet porn. Which, <laughs> which, like, it's not the GPSs causing the divorces; it's the <laughs> cheating that's causing the divorces. <laughs> but okay, Derek, if we don't know about it, it's not happening. <laughs> so just like made me laugh. I was like, uh, of course. Things cause more divorces than internet porn. I love it. Yeah, I, I was like, it. okay, Derek, <laughs> if you say so. Uh, yeah, you know what? Oh, Derek. Yeah. Derek Morgan. Derek Morgan. I love him. I hate him. Only in this early season. Okay. After this, it's full on love all the yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> after this. So, um,. They tell the mom, we're going to go visit Eddie in the hospital. And they like, but they drive her to the spot instead. And as they're driving, they're like talking about it. Okay, she's from town. She's religious. And Hotch is like, your son was in the hospital for three months. And you never went to visit him. And she's like, well, yeah, you know, I, You know, mentally ill people are gross, apparently, or something like that. 
they're talking about how her family is like an old southern family well known all that kind of stuff and then hutch um says that his mother went to mary baldwin and she's from manassas which i thought was very interesting he doesn't say i'm from manassas he says my mother was from manassas <laughs> um which fair we don't know where hotch grew up we don't know anything about him actually we don't know anything <laughs> except that he comes from an an old southern family the hotchners um which explains something about him don't it it should actually it does you're not <laughs> gonna lie i'm not gonna lie to you it does it does especially the way his father acted all right and then she realizes where they are Bum, 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 and she's she like, says, why are we going this way? And then yeah. and then Hodge is like, oh, we're just taking a nice little route. Yeah. And then like the police are there with the dogs. They like hear banging. Um, and while he's in the shed. Just kind of hiding in a shed. He's just kind of there. Yeah. Casual. He's just hanging out. Yeah. And like also the mom is there. Like they brought like the whole fucking town to this shed. <laughs> like when they like go to the shed and open the open it, everyone is there. So many people are there. And his mom is it's there. The, it's the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate of this town. Everyone's there. I don't That's a know very that specific means. joke for like four people who listen to this <laughs> podcast. Okay. Uh, and I'm proud to be one of those people who doesn't play Super Smash Bros. But does remember the way that they marketed it like fucking crazy. They're like, everyone's here. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. No, I'll fine. say less video game jokes. No, make your jokes. <laughs> Um, and then they like, oh yeah, and then the mom is like, "Do you have children, Agent Hotchner?" And he's like, "I do." And she's like, "Isn't there, like, is there anything you wouldn't do for them?" And Aaron says, "I wouldn't clean the blood off the floor," which is like, yeah, yeah. If my son killed someone, I'd be like. My bad guys. <laughs> My bad guys. Kind of, I kind of fucked up, but I think he kind of fucked up more, but I also kind of fucked up. Yeah, did I do this as a parent? I don't know, but I do apologize. Anyway, yeah. I have called the police. Might like, <laughs> My B guys for a reason or fucking serial killer. Just call the police. This is, this is a bad one. Get him out of here. <laughs> and also, the way that she's just like, is there anything you wouldn't do for your children when she didn't visit her son in the fucking hospital yeah. at all? It's like, no, there's obviously a lot that you wouldn't do for your fucking children. Yeah. And he even says that he's like, um, sometimes what we don't do says more than what we do. That like the fact that she like didn't visit him like matters more than like her covering up for his crime once she has fucked him up, you know? Which is a good point. Um, so I thought it was interesting that they like had this conversation about like that there's a right way and a wrong way to protect your children. And also, yeah, yeah that was a really interesting, I mean, they, I, I don't want to say they had a conversation about it, but it was kind of implied. But it was something that they like brought up and like, yeah, I like that the BAU like clearly kind of like they picked their fight with this one, you know? They were like, well, maybe if you wanted to help your children, you would have gone to the fucking hospital where he was staying. You would have gotten him like, you know? the help and supported him. 
you would have actually gotten him the help that he needs. Yeah. And like, oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also, th- though, they make no mention of the fact that this lady is rich as hell. And like, she's that, rich as fuck. That boy's not she doing could pay any for jail time. anybody to help take care of her yeah. son. But also, like, and... she's facing no jail time. Like, none of them are getting in trouble. She's so fucking rich. Oh, yeah. No, she's totally fine. Yeah. Um, he's. He's going to a mental mental institution for sure, but he's probably going to be going to a pretty nice one because she's rich. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then they're coming back. Everyone's like walking back into the BAU off the elevator. And Hotch says, good job to JJ. And JJ says, thanks. And then she like walks away. And I was like, that's cute. He said, good job. (laughs) Um, You were barely in this episode, but good job. And then. (laughs) Yeah. Garcia is like stomping through the bullpen and Hotch is like are you okay and she's like no (laughs) (laughs) like no I've had an awful fucking day Aaron she's like listen I know I'm just a tech analyst I'm not an SSA but you can't just like bring your shit into my office whenever you want and she's like this is the fifth box of crap I'm bringing over here and there's still at least like six more and my whole office smells like soy sauce everything's terrible (laughs) she's like so upset and Hotch is like I'll take this box Cassia don't worry I'll get the rest and she's just like thank you (laughs) and then he goes into Gideon's office and is like you made Garcia upset and Gideon goes who? Which is the most infuriating fucking thing I have ever seen a white man say on this fucking show. I swear to fucking God, I am going to lose my shit. Who? Who? After all you fucking did, you said, uh, who? I'm going to lose my fucking mind. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, her in the room with the screens? Like you've never seen a fucking computer before? Are you from 1927, Gideon? What the fuck is this, sir? You know full well what that room was used for. You just didn't use it for its intended purpose. And now you're going to be like, oh, who was that in the room with the screens? Shut the fuck up. I'm angry. I fucking hate that line. Oh. It's fucking infuriating. I'm so sorry. Absolutely fucking infuriating. This is what made me hate Jason Gideon. It was this right here, gang. We've, we found your trigger. <laughs> this is it. It makes me fucking hate Jason Gideon. Yeah. And then Hotch is like, yeah, Garcia, like the tech analyst. And he's like, oh, yeah, in the room with the screens. And he goes, she's great. And I was just like, Wait. fuck you. <laughs> like, fuck you! <laughs> fuck you. Oh, B. Fuck you, Jason. This was a rough Gideon. episode for you, wasn't it? I just really fucking hate it when men. Period. End of sentence. I just really fucking hate it when men. That is. You're, I mean, you're so white and you should say it, but that's fucking hilarious. I just. So, Gideon has this bucket list, and... Fun fact about Gideon's list, by the way. He mentions that, like, seeing the White Sox win the World Series is something he wants to do before he dies. He just saw it, yeah. He didn't just see it yet, because this episode aired in December of 2004, and the White Sox won the World Series in 2005. Oh. So, fun fact... 
Gideon fixed it so that they he would did. win. <laughs> so that he could fucking see the White Sox win the World Series. I feel like Criminal Minds is in like a West Wing type universe where like it has similarities to our own, but like there are things that are happening that are not in line with our own universe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, in West Wing, everything is the same up until like a few presidents before President Bartlett. It changed. So like they're in our world, in our present day, but there's like just a few things that are different. And like they talk about like Aaron Burr and they talk about like Reagan, but then like the two presidents before Bartlett are like different people. It's not like Bush. It's not like Obama, you know, <laughs> or like made up people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like made up people. I feel like Criminal Minds is like that. Like if they mentioned the president, it would be like not Bush or like not President Obama. Jones. It'd be like President yeah. Jones, but like the Patriot Act does still exist. <laughs> they are still like the FBI. Reagan was still president. Clinton was still president. But after that, it gets a little fuzzy. Like Criminal Minds is in like a little pocket. Like we had a di- <laughs> a moment where we diverged. So they're very similar. They started in the same place as us, but it's just a little bit different. Two roads diverged in a yellow presidential wood. And this is what... <laughs> and I chose the one the less traveled. Less traveled. <laughs> Criminal Minds is the road less traveled. Still incredibly mainstream, but somehow very gay. Okay. We gotta get through this episode. We gotta. Okay, so Gideon has his list. He says, oh, I've got 25 things. Seeing the White Sox win the World Series and skydiving were 23 and 24. Time for a new list. And Hotch right away is like, don't you want to finish this one? And Gideon says, he doesn't want to hear from me. And, Gideon and says, after all Gideon does this episode, if I was Gideon's son, I wouldn't want to fucking hear from him either. Yeah, dad's that, kind dude. of a dick, bud. Sorry, <laughs> Stephen. Your dad's kind of a fucking dick, though. Yeah, so this left me with so many questions. Mm-hmm. Who is Stephen's mother? How old is Stephen? When was Stephen made? Born. When did Gideon get divorced or was he ever married was steven an act like where in gideon's history did steven come from well we see steven later on do we we see steven on that episode oh and he looks like he's in at that episode at that point in time fucking what is it like season eight or nine or something like that um Steven looks like he's in his maybe like late 20s, early 30s ish. What? So he's like seven in this? So he's maybe like Hold on a second. 20 or something? I don't know if the wiki. I'm just looking up Steven Gideon. Oh, here we go. Steven Gideon. Uh, it says he was born in 1980. So in that episode, he would be like, what, 30, late 30s? 25. Oh, yeah, in that episode. In in season yeah. one, he'd be 25. Um, oh, my God. Stephen was named after David Rossi. 
Because David Rossi's middle name is Stephen. His name is Steve. David Stephen Rossi. I don't like that. Is... Yeah. Hey, Dave. Why is your middle name Stephen? That's not very Italian it doesn't feel... of you. They it definitely doesn't... like. They feel named right. Stephen, and then when Rossi came, they were like, "Oh shit! What if Gideon named his son after Rossi?" And then they had to have Rossi's middle name be Stephen. Steven doesn't seem like it would be Rossi's middle name. No, no, no. I'm like... saying they did it like after the fact. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No. But like Rossi's middle name feels like it should be like Alfredo or Alonzo or something. It's David Alonzo Rossi. That's good. Yeah, man. Not David Steven. That's it. That's the episode. Gideon gets to be an asshole and then also gets to reconnect with his son. <sighs> Gideon was not a lovable grandpa in this episode he was just a bad grandpa Gideon like sometimes it's like old whiteness I can like dislike but understand but this episode mm-hmm. I was just like mm-hmm. fuck you and your entitled ass maybe I'm just more annoyed with it than I should be no feel your feelings but boy howdy is he kind of an unlovable prick in this episode huh yeah like Yes. Causes incredible fucking distress and annoyance with Garcia to Garcia, and then follows it up with, "Oh yeah, she's great. I don't care enough about her to remember her fucking name, but she's great." And then something happens in the next episode that I won't spoil, but it also is very annoying. Gideon just related to this. Like, if anybody likes Gideon, that's fine. I get it. I understand. You do you, sweetie. But also, wow, is he kind of an unlovable dick sometimes, huh? Yeah, I he like really him as like a general character, but also sometimes he really just yeah. wow, <laughs> yeah, wow. All right, uh, I guess. What did you have anything specific you wanted to? You said you wanted to talk about was it the just Garcia? Gideon scene really fucked with me. The fact that Garcia is way too nice for this kind of shit, you know. Yeah, one hundred. Just way too nice. Way, way, way too nice. Way too nice. She should have punched him. She should have. She should have kicked him out of her fucking office. In a later season, that's like exactly what she would have done. Like if this had happened, like in season two, she would have been like, "I'm not doing this. I have work to do. Get out of here." But because it was season one, and she wasn't like. She didn't have a personality like yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have a personality. She stood yet. up to him a little bit though. It got yeah, blown with, off, like, but she like did say the things, you know. Yeah. God. Jeez. James. Yeah. What are you gonna rank this episode? Scale of one to ten. <laughs> what does blood hungry get from you? Um like a three, honestly. Oh, wow, going real low, huh? Forgettable. Forgettable, yeah. Boring and mentioned a bunch of things it didn't like, it didn't deal with anymore. JJ disappearing and reappearing. <laughs> she Gideon, just... I, she just is, is and isn't. Gideon's a dick. No, I'm nothing. Hotch was a smiley boy, so it does get a free. Hotch, Hotch was a good... Hotch had a good episode. Everybody yeah. else did not. Derek was barely in this episode, which is annoying. Yeah, he didn't like say or do a lot. No, which is like fine because I feel like the last few episodes have been very Derek heavy, but also like 
let the man speak. Reed also is barely a character in this. Honestly, Somebody, I kind of forgot Reed was in this episode. I was just about to say that, like, somehow they managed to, like, make everybody feel like they were hardly in this episode. Oh, my God. No, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, I don't know how they did it, but it was really just, like, no one did, like, a lot. Nobody did a whole lot here. Yeah. Except for, like, Gideon, who was doing the most in the worst <laughs> way. Yeah. And then Hotchner, who was doing the most in a good way. Yeah. I'm going to give this episode a two. Oh. It's not, it's not so bad that I have to give it a one because I feel like there's a few. A few cute moments. There's a few good moments. Yeah. But wow, boy, howdy. This and is... unfortunately, they don't say the name of the episode in the episode. So what's no. up with that? They also a... don't say wheels up. So what's up with that? I, also... I promise <laughs> it'll get used. I promise it's good. Good name. We will be popping the biggest fucking bottles when they finally do say wheels up. Yeah, I'm literally going to text you as soon as they say it. <laughs> and, and I will drive to the fucking liquor store, get a bottle to pop, and then come back and pop it live on this podcast. Popping bottles in the ice. Getting slizzard. Did you just fucking reference like a G6? Hey, hey, James. Yes. What year is it? Like what a G6. year is it right now, James? G6. Every time someone says popping bottles, like I know it's a reference to like the Makora meme, but I always think of fucking <laughs> like, like a, a G6. G6. Popping bottles in the ice. <laughs> I mean, that's where the meme came from, right? So really, I'm just kind of like referencing... The original meme. Yeah. yeah. I, I also wanted to point out that this episode was written um, by Ed Napier, who also wrote what I think is one of my favorite episodes of season one uh, later on, episode 18, Somebody's Watching, Ooh. which is about the stalker in Hollywood. Ooh. So I just want to say, this guy is capable of writing good criminal minds. This just ain't it. <laughs> this just ain't it, kid. <laughs> This just ain't it, bud. I'm sorry. This is just not it. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you my um, corrections. Oh, yeah. Do we have a correction from... We do. We do. What did we fuck up? So in the episode LDSK, we uh-huh. talked about Reed's line, I was aiming for his leg. Which is what, what he says after Hotch is like, you did a good shot to his head. Yes. Okay. So that is actually a reference to Firefly, the sh- TV show. In Firefly, the TV show, someone gets shoots somebody else in the head and then jokes, I was aiming for his leg. Oh. Huh. So it's like a direct like scene copy reference. And that was sent in huh. by somebody in the Gemily Discord. Very well, thank you, yeah, mysterious person from the Gemily Discord for correcting us on TV shows we know nothing about. I know their name, but it's French and I can't pronounce it. <laughs> but she does know who she is. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Our first thank you to listener the correction. Thank you to the French. <laughs> thank you to the French. Yeah, just like the French in general. Yeah, just the French. Thanks, man. Um... 
if you guys want to send in more corrections, you can either do so on Twitter at WheelsUpPod, or if you hunt one of us down on Discord, you can do that as well. Or if you'd like to, you can send in voice corrections uh, at anchor.fm slash WheelsUpPod. We, we can take voice messages there. Oh. Nobody's sending it yet, but we can take voice messages there. So if you have corrections for us, let us know oh. because we can do that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I kind of totally forgot about it too, but I was just put, putting up an episode the other day and they're like, do you want to add any listener voice message memos? And I'm like, what the fuck can we do that? <laughs> do that. So if you, if we fuck something up and you know it, but we don't know it, tell us. <laughs> do. Please. We're here to learn just as much as we are to talk out of our asses. We're here to learn just as much as we are to talk shit, basically. Yeah. And okay. gang, that's going to be it for this week. Uh, again, I don't know what to say beyond find what? us next time. Um, we are going to next time we're going to be watching episode 112. What fresh hell? Ooh. Fun episode title. James, do we have do do we have an ending quote, James? We do. As Jason Gideon says, skydiving. Apparently, it's all about the landing. Okay, that was a funny one from Gideon. Thank you, <laughs> Gideon, for one funny line in in an episode where you were uh, uh, you were a lot, bud, but you weren't funny. This one, this is your one funny line. I can't wait until we get to like season two, and I'm like. Oh no, too many quotes to choose from. Yeah, I can't wait until the show becomes action.